Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's back. It's time. The outs- the people outside are kind of loud. Do you want me to tell them to keep it down? No, it's okay. I don't know if we can hear them. Hold on. I can kind of hear them actually. It's okay. You think it's okay? We'll just turn our turn ourselves up. Just some freshman innocently eating Wingstop, unbeknownst to them, they're interrupting the best sports show. You know what we can on do on campus. What's that? We can turn our speaker all the way up and then tell them to be quiet. Yeah, do that. Hey, everybody outside. Everybody outside eating Wingstop. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. You hear me? Hello? Stop talking so loud. We're on the radio. All right? Jeez. All right. I think they got the message. That was good. Welcome in, everybody. This is good news. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. This is good news, bad news, more news, sports with Ryan, the permanent guest. And Finn is fine. We are entering week 10 and subsequently our ninth episode because we missed one week. And here we are back in the studio again, feeling as lively as ever. Finn, how are you doing? I'm a little tired. I'm a little stressed. Uh, I got to write an essay. Um, but aside from that, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I won my fantasy week, even though I had the lowest points in as a winner. Yeah. So take, I mean, I won my fantasy week too. And I think that there are some really good things this week. I'll be talking about that more later this week. I think that there's a lot of good things that you can hang your hat up on most definitely this week. I don't know if you'll agree. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think it's uh, Rashad White. Just monster game from Rashad White. Yes, sir. Uh, and it's three weeks in a row now that he's been really good. Yeah. He's had 12.9. Three weeks is nothing to shrug. 14.4 and then 25.9. So he's been pretty good past few weeks. I'd say so. He, a lot, uh, of, lot of bright spots. I think that some teams are kind of going through – the ringer, dare I say, right in the middle of week 10 with the buys and the injuries and the players underperforming. I think it's uh, some players aren't built for that, you know. And for people like me who are three and six, you know, I've already done the the hard thinking. I've already done the the big decisions, you know. Yeah. I've accepted my fate and I know what the plan is moving forward. And I feel like I'm in a better position than those teams who are perhaps Four and five, or five and four. You know, I feel like I'm, a, I'm, I'm. The way forward is clear. My mind is set, and my wait. What's your record? In both my leagues, are three and six. Okay. And I have the next five games. I have some pretty easy schedule. I mean, I just have some pretty easy like matches. Yeah. My schedule's fine. Like I'm yeah. feeling pretty good, honestly. I'm going through a gauntlet. I think the next yeah. few weeks. You're like the Seattle Seahawks. I'm like the. C- I go against Seth, who is the best team. Then I go against. Quincy, who has like four running backs, who's really good. Then uh, Anthony DeLuca, who is seven and two. Uh, no, he's Anthony DeLuca's like one and seven. No, that's that's AOJR. Who who's I that? I don't know. I thought that was Anthony DeLuca. No, Anthony is seven and two. He's Christianity because oh. he's Christian McCaffrey. Right, 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 right. That explains it. So not looking forward to that matchup. Yeah. Uh, like real talk though, I feel like a lot of the teams. In the leagues that I'm in, the teams that are number one, like their teams are pretty like aggressively mid. I'm gonna be like the teams at the top are like I look at that, I'm like, really, you're number one, like for real. Like some no- teams are just consistent. That's what I'm saying. Like the the number one team in my league 
They've got like Josh Allen, Nico Collins. They have Jamar Chase and DeAndre Swift, but that's pretty much it. And then Christian Kirk on their bench, and like that's their entire team. It's just like, how are you eight and one? Who's their other running back? It was Jonathan Taylor, but okay. but before that, they had like, let's see here, Deontay Foreman. That was like they they rode with Deontay Foreman for like maybe five weeks, and they still won. Damn, I know, right? It's just like, and then I look. I mean, I just I feel good. I feel I feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> feeling really great. Yeah. Um, should we go through our starts and sits, or should we, uh, our our Last week starts and sits. Just get that out of the way. Yeah, I just kind of want to get that out of the way, and then we can just talk. I don't think we. I don't. Shop. I don't know why you want to talk about starts and sits because I don't remember doing starts and sits. Well, I'll talk about mine. Then. I'll talk about mine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, go ahead. I, I went. Mean, I, I went five remember. of six. So yeah, the only one I got wrong was I said start Daryl Henderson. He had like five points, so that was a stinker. Yeah, but I got T Higgins right. That's pretty good. His get right game, fifteen points. Okay. Luke Musgrave got right. There got you like go. 13. He found points, the end zone. Found the end zone. That's pretty good. Uh, I said sit Jaden Reed. Got that right. Yeah. Uh, I think I also said sit like all the Green Bay receivers. Yeah. Um, I think that was right as well. Uh, I said sit Pukunakua if Stafford is out and got that one. Get that one, Reed. And then I also said sit Gabe Davis and he had zero no points. points. Yeah, so okay. he played 94% of snaps, had zero points. So <laughs> he was healthy. But I was just a wizard. You just knew. But that's what you get with Gabe Davis. But this is a bad matchup. And I thought there was going to be some negative regression. Yeah. Um, you felt confident about it? So. With your gut. Rare, really good week for me. Usually I'm bad at these. Yeah. Um, how, how did you do? I don't remember. I don't think I did anybody. Pull up. Okay. Pull up. Okay, fine. For my Thursday start of the week, I said George Pickens. Um, Wait. <laughs> and uh, that didn't do so well. What are you doing? You have a sound effect or something? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I get a I George, get a George I get a snarl for George Biggins. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With a, a an astounding 0.9 points, which was really great. Oh come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I hold all the power right now. Don't do that to me. You know what? Next next week, I'm sitting in your, your position, and I get to control <laughs> the sound effects. And boy, howdy, am I going to be – I'm having a field day. <laughs> Bet your lucky stars. That's next doing week. That. Um, Continue reading. Shut up. Uh, George Pickens almost found the end zone. I was predicting another touchdown, maybe another, like, 10-point performance, but – it's Deontay Johnson now, bro. It's Deontay Johnson now, and I mean, as a George Pickens owner, it's kind of sad, but his future is still good. But his future is still good. He kind of had some. I don't know if you saw this. Not this, not future this season. I might add, just no, in general, just like, like career, his career. Yeah, his per his trajectory in his career looks pretty good. I don't know if you saw this on Instagram. He kind of made a couple posts on a story, being like, "Man, what the heck happened? Like, why didn't I get the ball?" You know. And he made, like, maybe three or four Instagram posts about it. And he kind of stirred up some kind of story. Yeah. And, and like, on regular posts. Like, he just he made a big fuss about it. So I don't know what to make of it. Usually, I don't. I mean, social media is kind of hard to, like, pin in terms of what that means for fantasy outlook. I mean, those two don't really go hand in hand. But I don't know. 
Any anything to any thoughts about that? George Pickens kind of made a big fuss about him not getting the ball. Nothing about him. I don't think that's how you get the ball on Mike Tomlin. I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> like, but still, I mean, you, you got to think that people are noticing, right? Like maybe I just don't think that uh, the recipe for the Steelers winning games involves throwing the ball a lot, and okay. with how how little they throw the ball. Um, and how not very good at throwing the ball they are. Uh, I just don't think that in terms of fantasy, uh, they're the number two wide receiver is very valuable. I'd say so. I mean, I don't think, I don't think. So that's kind of where I stand with it. And I like, this was always a risk with Deontay Johnson coming back because we know what he is. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was expecting Deontay Johnson to come back, but part of me wished that he would have elevated George Pickens in terms of, like, he's not just the, the guy who has to be covered because I was expecting some of the pressure to move to Deontay Johnson, maybe even the field out a little bit, spread the love a little bit. But back to your point about the game plan and winning for the Steelers. See, I think part of the issue is that uh, there's a few wide receivers who are like fighting for playing time on that team. Yeah, you, know, you got Allen Robinson as well. You got and you also have Pat Fryermuth coming back. Pat Fryermuth. You've got Calvin Austin. Soon. Uh, so there's a few, and you know I think that Deontay Johnson coming back with that, the thing that kind of hurts George Pickens is it changes the type of wide receiver that he is in the offense. He's not that high volume wide receiver anymore. He's more of the field stretcher. Yeah. He's more of the, like, go-up, contested catch kind of guy. Yeah, and you need for that to be... You need a lot more volume and you need And you need a good quarterback that as too. well. That too <laughs> like, as well, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Pickens stinks, and Kenny I Pickett. wouldn't... Kenny Pickens. Pickett. That's what I said, yeah. Kenny Pickett. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickett. In Pittsburgh. Slim Pickens in Pittsburgh. Slim Pickens. Slim, slim picket, th- slim pickens Rashid, in Pittsburgh Rashid, between Pickett and Rashid. Pickens. <laughs> that was good. Wait, wait. Let me say it again. Slim pickens in Pittsburgh between Pickett and Pickens. Well done. Do we have it's an applause? Do we have an yeah, applause? Do. <laughs> Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. Can I get a snarl? That's all there is to Can it. I get a snarl? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. I love sounds. I love sounds. Sounds make me smile. It's so like so pure joy. Pure joy. Brings me a a big grin to my face. Uh, (laughs) So back to football. Back to your starts and sits. Back to my starts and sits. Um I mean I feel bad about George Pickens in terms of current fantasy projections, but I mean, as a player, he looks really good. I don't know how comfortable I feel about his career moving forward, especially being on the Steelers. I mean, he's on a four-year deal, most likely. He could be looking to get traded, but... I think more likely... He's just. Do like, we know how many years Deontay Johnson has left on his contract? I think one. Honestly, he's been on the Steelers for three years. I'm pretty so sure. I think that more likely he goes somewhere else. And George Pickens kind of opens up a bit more for him. I hope so, but I don't know if George Pickens is. I don't know if he's him. You know, I don't know if yeah, he's that guy. Good. I mean, you never know. Let me just triple check. I want to see how long Deontay Johnson has been in the league. Oh wow, he's been on. So this is definitely his last year. He was drafted in 2019. 
he's probably on his fifth year on fifth year option on his fifth year option so Deontay Johnson is probably gonna have to get re-signed I'd be looking this year for free agency well we can we can check on playercontracts.com I think so I mean like playercontracts.com you say I don't know it's a good website um I mean honestly I I don't I don't even know if it's like relevant to talk about fantasy it's not a real website by the way well no I I mean I don't know if it's even relevant to talk about like the Pittsburgh Steelers passing offense so, moving forward for fantasy just because of Kenny Kenny Pickett. So this year he's on contract. Next year he's on contract. In 2025 he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, so he signed a like what a three year deal? He signed a two year deal last year. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess George Pickens is in purgatory. I don't foresee him. I mean, honestly, like I love the I love the player. He's really super duper talented and um, just a good good guy, good player all around, but. I don't know. It's just like he has some talent. He has a lot of he has a high floor, most definitely, but I mean on the on the not in terms of fantasy. Not I mean on the on the not in terms of fantasy, but I think in terms of like what he can do with a high volume, like I think he can do a lot. But how many teams are gonna sign him and make him their number one guy? I don't know if he can thrive as a wide receiver too. Anyways, I digress. Moving on with my starts and sits. I said Start Josh Jacobs, um, and this was kind of like a reassurance kind of, I trust Josh Jacobs now. I'm feeling good about him moving forward. This is kind of like the Josh Jacobs get right game, and uh, it was good. He looked really good without Josh McDaniels under under the play-calling position, and uh, the whole Raiders team had a little bit of spark, had a little bit, little bit of gumption to them. How much did Jacobs score? He scored 21 points, half PPR, but it didn't matter because he had no targets. He found the end zone twice. Uh, he had 20, 24 rushing attempts under Aiden O'Connell in center. And so... He had no targets. No targets. Interesting. Yeah, and that's kind of been the trend with Aiden O'Connell. They'll run the ball with him because they're kind of the he's kind of the trustworthy guy, which is kind of good because... When it comes to the red zone, they're going to use him a lot. But in terms of targeting, I don't know if he's going to be like, you know, the one or two option. I think that Josh Jacobs is going to see a lot more production and a lot more designed runs specifically for him rather than just kind of like dump it off. But I think this is kind of a net positive for him. I think I'm going to put on my fantasy analysis cap. I... I'm going to think about kind of a young developing quarterback and Aiden O'Connell. He wants a guy that he can trust. Devontae Adams kind of is still developing that relationship. I'm I'm kind of saying that hesitantly, but I like Josh Jacobs going forward just because I think the offense can only get better and they trust him. I'm yeah, the the offense can get better going forward, right? But it can't but you said it can only get better. It can only get better. I think this, I don't think it can only get better. They've gotten they I think they bought him honestly. They have Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. I think it could stay the same. You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean if Josh if Josh Jacobs is scoring like 14 21 points, like it's pretty good. He's he's averaging like 23 carries a game and that's fantastic. That's no, all yeah, you, I think he's fine for fantasy. And that's I guess in terms of like I guess this is all in relation to Josh Jacobs. It's kind of a big, grandiose point. I'll get to the point here. I, lo- I love Josh Jacobs going forward. Expect a lot more you know, red zone opportunities, continued carries, good schedule moving forward. I would try to target him. 
Next up, I said my what the hell start of the week was Marquise Brown. This was under the assumption that Kyler Murray was playing. Instead, we got what's the um, Clayton Tune? Clayton Tune, Clayton Attitude, more like it. Added, oh my god, yeah. Attitude. Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune was a big. It was a big. <laughs> so I started Trey McBride. Uh, not didn't go. No, very not well. very good. But also against a really good defense. It's true, but. I just, I mean, Kyler led the the entire team in targets and yards. Not Kyler. Or, sorry, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Excuse Clayton me. Clayton Tune had a really big target share because they only, like, he had five targets, which was a lot for, no, Who? sorry, Trey McBride had a big target share. Oh, my God, we're all mixed up. Yeah. <sighs> Long day. So what my the, the, the moral of the story here with Trey McBride is all of us grooms, we need to stay loyal to Trey McBride, to our bride. To our bride, our bride, in, <laughs> our, bride our bride in waiting, uh, and that was really good. Don't and don't and don't let one. I'm like, what did you just say? Our don't grooms? let one game, don't let one game get in the way. Our bride, of this relationship that we have built. Did you just come up with that off yeah. the dome? It's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good, Finn. Clayton Tune against Cleveland. This was Cleveland is the worst defense for fa- for fantasy tight ends. Uh, so really, Trey McBride got five targets. Where'd you pull that stat from? I looked before I started Trey McBride, and I was like, I'm still gonna start. I'm him. still gonna. <laughs> okay. And I won my week. I love so that. So I didn't. It didn't bite me in the butt. I love that. But if Kyler Murray comes back, last year he was targeting Zach Ertz a lot. Yeah. Right. So but, no reason to assume Trey McBride. Yeah, Zach Ertz is washed. Zach, he's done. It's Trey McBride time. I, so that's what I'm saying. Let the boys play. So I think that Trey McBride. At the least, is going to keep up a big target share. So what you're saying is you're hearing wedding bells in the future. I'm ready to I'm ready to tie the knot with Trey McBride. <laughs> wedding bells for Trey McBride. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, that's going to be the episode title. Yeah, wedding bells for Trey McBride. I like Trey McBride actually. I think that I just think you got to stay committed to him. It's, mm-hmm. This is a long term relationship. It's not. A, yeah. It's not a fling. I still think that he has tight end one potential in terms of yeah. the rest of the season he's a we very knew, very we talented knew this player. week was going to be bad yeah but i just didn't want to pick up anyone else so I, I trust kyler murray enough to build a rapport with the second best receiver on the cardinals i think that he's smart enough to do that i'm it's only it's only good things yeah i can't think of any kyler murray's only going to improve their outlook yeah anyway so i said start marquise brown he got 5.4 points whatever yikes then I said start Baker Mayfield as a streaming option. He was good. Yeah, he was pretty good. He got 22 points. It was um, not too bad. Not too shabby. So why are you so down in the dumps? Is um, it your sits? I said sit Derrick Henry. And he had a good game. Yeah. He had, there was snow in Vermont. There was snow that in was Vermont. Your, that was your mistake. And then I said sit Gus Edwards. And who to had, be fair, he only had, had five carries. Had and two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. The whatever. Gus Edwards experience. The Gus bus. And then I said sit Dallas Gogurt. Um... He got hurt. So I was technically right. But did he score points? I actually don't know. I just know that he got hurt, and I was, I mean, I just didn't even bother looking what he scored. Did he even play? I don't think he did. I don't even know. No, he shattered his forearm. Yeah, he didn't play. Which isn't as bad, which isn't as bad as it sounds, which is kind of funny. It's only a week. He scored 6.5 points. So I was technically right, but I'm scratching that, you know? Yeah. 
It's like I don't shattered know. Shattered his forearm. Yeah, he had it's a gone? he has a fractured forearm. Okay, shattered sounds like a very extreme word. Okay, fine. Shattered implies multiple pieces. I think it's shattered just, implies like no repair. He had one piece of forearm, and now he has two pieces of forearm. That's like a fracture. Not, yes. a sh- not a shatter. Yeah. Shatter is like a glass pane. It's like multiple That's pieces. like throwing a rock through a, a glass house. <laughs> yes. That is that implies multiple pieces of forearm. Yeah. But it's only a four-week recovery, and one of them is by. So if there's any one takeaway from this, I'm sure if anybody... My takeaway from this is that the number one seed in our league has Dallas Goddard. Seth. So think about it. And now he's starting Tyler Higby, I think. Um, I don't know. For all of you listeners who are on Reddit.com, everybody loves Devonta Smith as the fantasy darling when Dallas Gogert no, is Jake out. Ferguson. I'm or, fucked. So, I mean, Devonta Smith, last year, Devon, um, Dallas Gogert had a very similar injury. and Shattered Devon- his forearm. No, seriously. Literally the exact same nature. And... Devonta Smith's production exploded, so I'm trusting that. I feel like he's going to be good. Maybe tr- try and target him, but you know, if you have Devonta Smith, you got to be feeling pretty good. And then uh, that was it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into the uh, week. Was it week nine review? Are we on week ten? Week ten. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Me neither. Time be just time just tends to blend together when you're having so much time fun. Time is relative. So much fun, man. Dolphins Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany. Boring. Yeah. Pens and Packers. Boring. Yeah. Texans Buccaneers. Game of the week. Game Great. one of the games of the year. Exciting. That was that was my game of the year. Finn, do you have any takeaways from this game? Notably towards our darling Tank Dell. I want to hear your opinion uh, on this. I think that. Tank Dell is the truth. We got a Tank Dell truther over I here. I think that <clears throat> in a game where everyone was healthy, Nico Collins got the third most targets among wide receivers. Um, and Tank Dell got like twice as much as any anyone else did. Love it. We love it. Yeah. I was on mute, sorry. Yeah, I was were, taking but, a sip um, of water. <laughs> but I think Tank Dell is the guy. And if you have Nico Collins, like, sorry, he's not. Like what? Tank Dell. Tank Dell is the guy on this offense, in my opinion. This is my opinion. This now, what, is my makes, what makes you say that? You're pretty strong. I think that, uh, well, it's a game where everyone is healthy. That's true. You know, they're all playing together. Except Damian Pierce. Except Damian Pierce. Little, little caveat there. Because, you know, Damian Pierce really takes away <laughs> targets. <laughs> he, he really gets targeted out of the backfield yeah. a lot. So, no. Uh, Real vulture, Damian yeah. Pierce. Or, yeah, Damian Pierce. Um, I'm thinking Devin Singletary. They kind of sound the same. Uh, no, they don't. Think about it. They don't. Think about it. They Sorry, don't. I'm kind of parched right now. Jeez, I'm a little thirsty. Um, I just think that if you were watching that game, all the big moments, CJ Stroud, who's he looking at? He's looking Tank at Del. Tank Dell. Yeah, and he, he trusted him. He, t- he trusted In him. In the biggest he moment. He threw it up, and Tank Dell delivered. And, and here's, what, here's why I'm so high on Tank Dell. It's because... Not only has he shown that he's talented, that he can do it, and we, we knew he was talented going in. The question was his size. He's competing with a bunch of other guys in this offense yeah. for targets. You know, Nico Collins, whatever, whatever, Brandon Cooks. He's past those guys now, and he has a rapport with C.J. Stroud. Mm. C.J. Stroud's going to him, mm-hmm. and that's the other huge thing that works in, in Tank's favor is C.J. Stroud looks great. This Buccaneers aren't a slouch defense, right? C.J. Stroud just lit them up. 
for five touchdowns. I think that C.J. Stroud is, the, is great. Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud drafted the same year. They're going to be on this team together for the next three years at yeah. least, probably longer. Yeah. I think that this is going to be one of those like wide receiver quarterback duos going forward where you're like, damn. Yeah. I should have I picked up on that early on. I like it. I like the bullishness. And I, you probably saw me typing some notes. Just a little tidbit for our section later. Um, just because I own Tank Dell in two of my leagues. And I was really hesitant to make any points about him. And I want to feel super duper strong about him. But I do. I'll do it for you. I don't know. I just like, it's just, it's just kind of hard to trust him. Um, I could go into heavy detail, and I will. <laughs> and I will go into heavy detail. <laughs> I love that. That's good. That's a good for this situation. I will go into heavy detail. Not really, but. I, I did. You did go into heavy detail. I will not go into heavy detail because cut and dry Tank Dell, I don't know if I felt very confident about him up until this point, but. I mean, he CJ Stroud looks great, and I think what makes me feel so strong about Tank Dell was the trust, as you mentioned as well. And he was also getting a lot of like downfield looks. But again, when it came down to brass tacks, when it's time to do business, CJ Stroud threw to Tank Dell, and every single game there's going to be opportunities to try and take advantage of your opponent and try to win. And I think that Tank Dell is going to be that guy. I don't know how I'm going to project him, but I'm going to say start him every week. I mean, Tank Dell's had a – he's a rookie, right? Yeah. He's had he's already had two games over 100 yards receiving. Really? And he's only – he's Tank only Dell. had nine games in the NFL. He's already had two games with 100 yards receiving. Okay. I like Tank Dell, then. Like, as a rookie, Let's that's go. really good. Yeah. JSN hasn't it. done that. What other wide receiver? What other rookie wide receivers have done that? Has Jordan Addison? I don't think so. I think I mean he's probably Jordan Addison probably has more touchdowns, but not a hundred yard games. But oh, he has a, yeah, he has a lot of touchdowns. He has one hundred yard game. So I like Tank Dell. A Quentin lot. Johnston sure as hell hasn't done that. He might be my savior, honestly. Tank Dell. He might carry me to victory. Him and Taysom Hill. Speaking of Taysom Hill, he's kind of um, he's kind of back. Thirty one year old Taysom Hill. Getting some action. Fantasy almost, Demon. Fantasy Demon almost did the Ladanian Tomlinson. Had a passing touchdown and had a receiving touchdown. All he needed was a, a rushing touchdown. And he could have done a Christian McCaffrey, as it is now known today. His first game as a 49er. His first game as a 49er. He did it. Yeah, but after I traded for him from you. Thank you, Finn, for telling me to pick up Taysom Hill in one of my leagues. And he has won me the last two weeks, I will say. In the league that I have, he's put up such great numbers. I'm I'm generous, you know. I'll spread the knowledge. Finn, we, we're just here to help you one another, you know. You showing me his waivers, and it's dry. It's, it's dry. dry. But I was like, oh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's there. You got you got pick, pick him up. And so miraculously, from the tight end position, the most important thing is is my tight end capable of scoring touchdowns? And boy, howdy! If if you, you can't get a tight ends. end, if you can't get a tight end who's going to get targeted, you know, like. Six plus times a game, seven plus times a game. Can they score? Can touchdowns? they score touchdowns? And yeah, that's absolutely. Thing. And that's why you get guys like David Njoku. 
too, who is also kind of having their Dave own. Dave Njoku's kind of like in the middle. He's like a weird middle ground. He no, gets but targets, he, he, he gets, gets targets, but no, he is very capable of scoring touchdowns. He he's is. kind of been on a little hot streak, honestly, and yes. he's kind of become a must start. Must start, honestly. Um, if he's on your waivers, I'd say pick him up just because he's on kind of a hot streak. Trust the hot streak. Play him. If you're thin on tight end, why not? I mean, who is I mean, it he's nowadays? He's had a lot of targets, too. He's had Give me the numbers. nine, eight, and six the past three weeks. It's pretty good Yeah. with P.J. Walker, but Deshaun Watson came in now, and he's last, looking to be the – yeah. but he still found the end zone, which is good. But back to Taysom Hill, uh, I love it. I also have Cole Komet. Would you recommend perhaps start even flexing? Cole Komet? No, Taysom Hill. Are you going to start Cole Komet over Taysom Hill? But what if I'm on – what if I have a couple players on bye, right? It's who, like, it depends who you have. Well, it's – you know, you got your really potent offenses. You've got the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Eagles on bye this week, right? Yeah. My kicker and my defense and Tyreek Hill are all gone this Think week. Think about it. Would you this week flex Taysom Hill? I mean, if you have a better tight end, then yeah. No, but like as a flex play, because he's putting up 20 points because he has the passing and the rushing and the catching. You know, it's like everything. Right. And they're using him in the red zone. The, if in you the have si- Travis Kelsey and you need to win your week and you're like not favored, flex Taysom Hill. Really? Yeah. All right, and I like it. I like yeah. it. Because he can get you He can get you like three points, but he's one of those tight ends. You could suddenly just get like 20, 25. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Which is just the best. I love Taysom Hill. It's awesome yeah. as a Taysom Hill owner. Um, yeah. Quincy has owned Taysom Hill every single year that I've played with him. There's always just like three There's always three games where the Saints are just like, you know what? Taysom Hill time. Nah, let's just use him, honestly. And they're using him in it's the so red funny. zone only. And like as soon as they get into the 20 yard, like the 20 yard line, they're just like, bring him out. It's so funny. Quincy has this like weird thing for like dual eligibility players <laughs> dual in fantasy in fantasy leagues like he two years ago he had cordero patterson the running back the, wide receiver yeah like put and, him anywhere and he has Taysom hill every year at some point he picked up malik cunningham oh you know like go. he's just like like quincy just has a thing for these like dual eligibility players he sniffs them out <laughs> i don't know how he likes the dogs. He yeah. likes the he likes the football players. You know, he likes the hard nosed guys. Yeah. Um. One last note about this week. Uh, there was a game played in the afternoon slot: Seahawks and the Ravens. Yeah. And the uh, Seahawks only put up what three points? Yeah. Against the Ravens. So so thirty I th- something. What I will say. No. What I will say is I think that. Um, the defense in this game, the Seahawks' defense, uh, they're better than what is on the stat sheet. And I think that... Hmm. Curious. I think that uh, uh-huh. the offense is not. Uh-huh. But I think the Seahawks' defense is, and they were kind of in the mindset. There's a lot of missed tackles, a lot of stuff like that. I think they're kind of in the mindset of, like, we need to win this game. Yeah. Like we need to turn the ball over, and so they're missing tackles, going for like f- like fumbles and uh, interceptions and things like that. Um, and then at a certain point in the game, they're just like, "This game is over," you know, like it doesn't really matter. And I think that's really hard for a defense to just kind of like keep. Uh, I mean, the Ravens had the ball for forty minutes on offense in that <laughs> game. That sucks if you're on defense. 
I, it's, a long, it's a long game. So Poor Bobby Wagner. So I think that the Seahawks' defense, that is not, like, they're not 37 points bad on a, any given week. I think that okay. that's more a product of the game okay. as a whole. And sure. I think that... I think that the offense is where there's some real... Um, what do you make of Geno Smith after watching well, this game? So is he the truth? N- so I don't think that... Is he going to write back to the haters? So I don't think that <laughs> uh, you can look at this game and say this is Geno's fault. I think that there's a lot of individual players who probably had a bad game. I think the biggest takeaway from this, not even from a fantasy football perspective, is just that the Seahawks aren't there yet. This, the Ra- this Ravens team is for real. They're a contender, and they're a, f- they're a favorite to, like, go deep into the playoffs. And the Seahawks aren't. They're not there yet. And I think the Seahawks kind of got shown up, you know? Like, they had some uh, – I mean, they just got – they got sacked so many times. Like, yeah. so, just so many, like – I don't know. A lot of it's on the line in the trenches, you know. Like we we didn't get enough pressure, we didn't stop their running, um, and then our, on offense, our offensive line just couldn't hold up. And I think that's just because, I mean, in some ways, I think the Ravens are just better. And it's not even like the the Seahawks played bad; they just like the Ravens are just better in some ways. Okay. Now, how would you explain Geno's attempted? 28 passes and 13 completions for zero touchdowns and one interception. How would I explain? How I would you explain I that? I feel like I just did. No, you, you can't just put that on. I didn't put it just on the line, but I mean, like, Gino, Gino hasn't played to the standard that uh, he was paid for. Um, but I also, like, I, I just think that people are not, I wouldn't, the word isn't overreacting. I think the, the word is, uh, like over assigning blame on solely on him you know he is the quarterback he should receive the most blame but it's like important to understand that there's only so much you can do when your offensive linemen are just getting beat on every play okay you're not going to complete passes if if that's happening it's really convenient it's the truth sure i mean what happened to the fucking lions when they played the ravens this is a really good team Okay. That's the truth. And that's why the Seahawks beat the Lions. It's because they won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And this is just the opposite of that. The Ravens just beat them in the trenches. And uh, Gino isn't a superstar. Like, he's not, like, so incredibly talented that he can just, like, will them to points. Like, okay. he, needs, he, needs to, he needs to thrive within the flow of the offense. All right, then. To your point. We have two games coming up next week that could potentially put our teams on fraud watch. But you and me? Yeah. Two games that could we're not on fraud watch yet, right? But we have two games that could. Is it the Cardinals this week for the Seahawks? It's the Commanders. Oh, the Commanders. And okay. the Chargers for the Lions, right? Ooh, interesting. Right? That's what I'm saying. So it's like the Commanders and the Chargers. Okay, well, the 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 Chargers are better than the Commanders. So Okay. I think that if the if the Seahawks lose to the Commanders, that says more uh, about where the Seahawks are at. You know, that's like worse than losing to the Chargers because the Chargers are for real. They've just been banged up. They haven't been at full strength, and okay. now we're starting to kind of see them at like yeah 
I would like to see the Lions win. If they want to, I don't necessarily believe that they are a top, top tier, like top three in the league. I don't believe that. Yeah. But I don't I don't really either. If they believe it and if they want to be that kind of team, then they gotta beat the Chargers. Like they got to handedly handle them. Um I think it's a little different for the Commanders Seahawks game. I think that I mean the Commanders are exploitable, but they can put up a fight, you no, know. No I, I think what I'm trying to say is the context is a little bit different. Cause it's more like it's like worse if you lose to the Commanders than if you lose to the Chargers. Oh yeah, no, like no, if you, no most definitely. But like if you if you lose to the Chargers, it'd be like okay, maybe we're not like in this tier, you right. know. But if you lose to the Commanders, you're like, wait, maybe we're just like not really anywhere close. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's fair. I understand what you're saying. Um, Especially after the Commanders unloaded their entire defensive line. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Chase Young is making his first start as a 49er against Jacksonville next week, which will also be a great game. Uh, excited for that one. Excited for that one. I'm going to be watching that one. Um, I don't believe Jacksonville is a caliber team. I have the 49ers in Interesting. winning this game. I don't I don't believe the hype. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. You yet. ready for the 49ers to win their fourth game? Or lose their, their fourth, fourth game. game I fuck. I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so too. We hate. So too. We hate the 49ers yeah. here. But like, I think that. <laughs> yeah, fart for the 49ers. Oh, it just it still go. It's like a backlog. If I, if I, <laughs> if you click it like a bunch yeah, of times. Like, wait. Yeah, go. For it. It's just it just keeps going after I click it. <laughs> We learn so much oh, wow. every week about the sound yeah, of And this is why you guys listen and to Good, is, Bad, More. Do you, do you listen for the far content, honestly? Um, anyways, the three best teams, I'd say, in the league. Some of the three Eagles. best teams. Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins. Yeah, the Chiefs look beatable. That's the thing. Yeah. I think the Chiefs aren't on the, in the, the same tier. No, no, no. I don't think the Chiefs are in the same tier as the Eagles. I know, but also, fun fact, can you guess the last time the Dolphins beat a positive team last year what week that's tough like probably like week 14 Ooh, close but it was week three (laughs) of 2022 was the last time the dolphins beat the buffalo bills two and one the last time they won against a positive win team the dolphins are frauds i'm putting them on fraud watch let's do it what does that mean? I mean that they are not as good as they no, appear to be. But like putting them on fraud watch, what does that mean? I mean like <laughs> what are the consequences of being on fraud watch? I don't know. Just put them on fraud watch. I don't believe the hype about the Dolphins. They I, no, I can't be good teams. They just can't. I agree. I think that they're flashy. They're all they're all bark and no bite, you know? Yeah, I, it's it's weird. I just think that I don't know. I mean <laughs> seriously, like, what do you make of that? It's like it's, it's hard to like I mean, they're great for fantasy either way. Like they lose to, they lose to good teams, but they still put up so many fantasy points. It's true. So, well, I mean, not really last week. I mean, last the only, week was a bit of an exception. Though. The only person that really that was had in Germany, the only serviceable like fantasy player that actually like performed up to standard was Raheem Mostert, and he got like fourteen points. Like Tyreek Hill blew. Like Jalen Waddle sucked. Okay, Tyreek Hill. Had a bad Tyreek Hill game, but he still had like nine points. Like, yeah, but he's Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes had like sixteen points, and he's Patrick Mahomes. 
Travis Kelsey had like three points. It's like Rashi Rice had more points than uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't know. It's like dud after dud after dud. It's like, come on, Dolphins, get your stuff together. Actually, no. He only had uh, more points than Tyreek Hill in half PPR. In full PPR, Tyreek Hill had probably had a lot of points because he had eight catches. That's at least eight points. Yeah. <laughs> but also a fumble and a fumble loss. But fumble loss. Yeah. Anyways, if there's one takeaway from this week, I'd say that the trade market is ripe. I'd say, I'd say like now is the best time to go out and get your guys, go out and get some players. You also close the recording. I'm pretty sure. Who are some trade targets you're looking at? Mm, we haven't done our starts and sits yet. Are you sure you want to get into trade targets? Let's get into some starts and sits. Come on. Okay. We can cut it out. We still have, we have like a couple three minutes of grace period. All right. You go first. All right. Starts and sits. <clears throat> I don't remember we're starting or sitting anybody. So um, we're starting off with a clean slate. Uh, start of the week, it was bound to happen. Tank Dell, fire him up. Just go for it. Honestly, after everything that we said and after the performance we just saw, I mean, it's hard not to start him. Um, high, high upside. Everything about him makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I mean, I don't even care at this point if he sucks. I mean, just like go for it. My Thursday start of the week is DJ Moore. Just kind of a gut feeling that I got, honestly. Get right game for him. He Taysom Badgett has found a consistent target in terms of Cole Komet, but I think that Justin Fields may also have a possibility of coming back. But either way, looking pretty good for DJ Moore. What the heck? Aaron Jones, another start of the week. This one I'm feeling a little bit more hesitant, but after watching the game against the Rams, they kind of won it off the back of him, and it kind of looks like we're back in action in terms of his utilization, his target share, and with the Green Bay offense, and like what Jordan Love has been doing. I, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say that we're back to like pre-injury workload, back to like normal Aaron Jones standard, like mm, like pretty solid mid-tier running back to. Low end running back one. My what the hell start of the week, Jahan Dotson. Go for it. Fire him up against the Seahawks. That you're gonna regret that one. I I hope I do. It's my what the hell start of the week. I'm immune. Is Curtis Samuel playing? Oh, actually, let me check. If Curtis Samuel is playing, I think you should retract that statement. Is Curtis Samuel playing? Yes. Yes, he I is. I think you're going to regret that. We'll see. It's my turn. For your starts, yes. All right, my starts for this week, DK Metcalf. You're starting him. Okay. Even after such a Tyler shitter 5.4 performance? Yes. Washington, they're going to be throwing a lot better. I think don't overreact to that game. I think that if any – I think what is could happen this week is in the range of possibilities – we have a bounce-back game from the Seahawks. Okay. They put up a ton of points, okay. have a great game. Okay. Uh, that's in the range of possibilities. Um, and in that case, you're firing up Tyler Lockett. You're firing up DK Metcalf. I don't know quite if I want to fire up JSN. Uh, no. But those two, I would. Uh, Chris Godwin. You're, you're playing Mike Evans every week, but Chris Godwin this week as well. All right. Uh, I like Tennessee. that. I like that. Tennessee's a pass funnel defense. You can throw the ball in Tennessee. You can't run the ball in Tennessee. So Rashad White might have a tough week. 
um, unless he has one of those games where he catches the ball for a bunch of yards. Uh, Rashad White is capable of that, so I, I wouldn't sit him any week. He's on a hot streak. But Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you're firing both of them up. Um, those are my two, or I guess four slash two starts. Okay. I have some pretty good sits this week. Some pretty Go bold takes, honestly. I'm doubling down on the awful takes, honestly. Okay. My sit of the week, get ready for this, is Chris Olave. Bang. Sit. Bang. Wow. I know. Um, His target load has been steadily growing down. He had two drops last week. And with Taysom tar- Hill. Okay, wait, 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 They didn't pass the ball very much last week. I know. So his target share was still really good. Target share was pretty good, but his opportunities to score fantasy points was pretty mid and not there. That's fair. But I think that the Saints are a very pragmatic franchise that, like, when I say that, I just mean that they're going to do whatever it takes to win and whatever works. And what's working for them right now is Taysom Hill and running the ball. And I just, I mean, right now I don't feel very comfortable starting him. And I feel like in the midst of the bye week, it's hard to say that to sit Chris Olave. I mean, in most instances you're probably going to have to, but I'd say that there may be some people on your bench some people on waivers that will outscore Chris Olave this week. My second sit are the Cleveland Rushers, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. They will probably find the end zone this week, but... You don't know which one. You don't know which one. The volume is not there. Deshaun Watson sucks. And Amari Cooper, you know what? He's looking good. I like Amari Cooper. He's trusted in the end zone. Kareem Hunt probably has a better chance of finding the end zone than Jerome Ford, but David Njoku has a better chance than the both of them. Speaking of pass catchers, I'm just going to say sit all Green Bay pass catchers except Luke Musgrave just because he's a good kid. He's a good tight end. I like it. But I'd say that you should probably, dare I say, drop every single oh my God. Packers wide receiver. Oh, my God. Drop Romeo Dobbs. Jalen Reed. He's pretty Jayden. good, actually. I like Jaden Reed. I mean, he's a good Jayden. rookie. He's Jaden Reed. Thank you, uh, Jaden Reed. I mean, he's kind of exciting. I mean, he's got the highest upside out of all of them. But Romeo Dobbs sucks. And what's what's Christian Watson? Thank you. Christian Watson blows. Like he has four really good games last year, and all of a sudden people think that he's a fantasy darling. He just hasn't been there on the field. His presence has not been felt this entire year. He's just like. I mean, you could probably try and trade or add him on for a trade piece, but, like, I just don't – he's not doing it for me. He, Him and Romeo Dobbs just aren't aren't doing anything. They're not even worth, like, a borderline flex play. And it's like in some shallower bench leagues, you could probably pick up a Taysom Hill or perhaps even a Tank Dell. Demario or, Douglas. Or Demario Douglas. It's like I would, why – I would play Demario Douglas out of, over all of them. Right, like, why would you even keep them on your roster when you have some higher upside guys on the bench? Like, just get rid of them. And it's sad, but... Also, Demario Douglas, sneaky start of the week mm. against Indianapolis. You going to add a little bit more? You going to add a little another one? I just think that All right. against, in, in the, against the Colts, like, sometimes they just have shootouts out of nowhere. And 
Patriots Colts could be a high scoring game. <laughs> I mean, like when you said when those words left your lips, I I didn't believe it, but the more I think about it, just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. I mean, yeah, they could. They really could, honestly. Some t- for some reason against the Colts, like good defenses are bad and the Colts just let their like the let the other team score. Yeah, so what the hell? Final score projection 30 to 37. 30 Colts. to 37. Colts. I was thinking 34 Pats, 28 57. 28 Colts. <laughs> really? You think the Pats in this game? Yeah. You want to put some money on it? No. Oh. Come on. I would not put $1. Money on. No. $1. Not live. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Is it my sits? Is, is it's, it's your sits. It's your sits. Uh, okay. You're sitting Devonte Adams. Oof. You're sitting. Is it time? You, you, yeah. You're sitting him. You're sitting Devonte Adams. You're sitting Jacoby Myers. You're sitting any wide receiver against the Jets. It's just not happening. Any wide receiver against the Jets, it's you not say? Happening. Let's it's think not about. Happening. Let's think about last week. Keenan Allen, ten points. Ten points, and he's the best receiver on that team. Nobody else had even close. Nobody else had any anything else. I want to look at receivers against the Jets because it's kind of a good point that you bring up. The receivers do they're like the best defense against uh, like wide receivers. Yeah. So, I mean, they have oh, two yeah, really solid cornerbacks in Sauce Gardner and, D- and DJ Reed. Look, they've only allowed one touchdown all year to wide receivers. To wide receivers. Yeah, dude. That's cool. So good so stat. Good I'm stat. saying I'm saying sit ev- like against the Jets. You just don't feel confident starting Devontae Adams. Yeah. I would sit him. I would sit Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. Um, that is if you have someone to start in place of them. I would start De- – I think DeMario Douglas is going to score more points this week than Devontae Adams. Wow. Okay. And I don't think that's crazy. No. So that's, that's one of my starts. Still can't get over I mean, them. They've, only, they've only allowed one touchdown. That's outrageous. Yeah. Two touchdowns to running backs. My next sit is going to be Chuba Hubbard. Is that so crazy to say sit Chuba Hubbard? No, because he's been. Is he relevant? Yeah, yeah, he has. He's had. Is this you letting Chuba Hubbard into the realm of fantasy relevance? Chuba Hubbard has been fantasy relevant the past couple weeks. All right, but Miles Sanders uh, looked pretty good, nice. and I think this this backfield is just kind of a seesaw. You never really know what you're going to get. Um, I think that Miles Sanders takes back a little bit of the backfield this week. Um, the The Panthers seem to be a pretty like predictable team when it comes to like who's playing and who's not. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam Thielen is playing because he's been good, and players are not playing because they've been bad, and that's why Chuba Hubbard was getting snaps. Do you expect an Adam Thielen bounce back game? Yeah, against the Bears. Adam Thielen is the guy on in the wide receiver room. There. That's true. So. I don't think anyone else is really showing that they're going to emerge. Yeah. My next sit is Zay Flowers. Hmm. Um, sit Zay Sorry. Flowers. And I'm scared to say it, but sit Gus Edwards. Sit Gus? Yeah. Oh, that's going to come back to bite you. You know, he's I said been on sit Gus. Ins- I said sit Gus Edwards last week, and he scored two touchdowns on five carries. He just, he's out to get us. It might dude. come back to bite me, but. 
He's, a he's been cool. on a he's been on a ridiculous hot streak for touchdowns. I think he's going to come back down to earth. I think this is a three-way split backfield. Um and Lamar Jackson rushes the ball. So I hope so. And it's against a good defense. Yeah. Like I don't think you can trust. It's against one of the best defenses. I don't think you can trust uh Gus Edwards to give you fantasy production this week. Really? No. All right. I like that. So those are my sits. Covers all bases, I think. Mm-hmm. Let me write these down so I remember. Go for it. Kind of just spitballed it. I'll go on a little tangent here. I don't know if you're going to be listening here. But it, now that you say sit Gus Edwards, I have an interesting predicament because in one of my leagues, I am starting Gus Edwards in my running back two position, and I'm flexing Javonta Williams. Who would you rather start? Javante. Now, who would you rather start over Gus Edwards? On my bench, I have George Pickens, Michael Thomas, and that's it. <laughs> would you start just Gus Edwards over George Pickens? Are you favored in the in this week? Yeah, by like a pretty wide, wide margin. The guy that I'm playing against sucks. Uh, the only person I would consider maybe starting is Michael Thomas. Really? Not even George Pickens? No. Because wow, okay. I think Michael Thomas will get you eight points. Not a bad idea. And if you're favored, you take the person with the floor. Would you start Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson? <laughs> you're going to get a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. You're going to get between, a rushing touchdown them. one way or the other. Between them, yes. Okay. So I think that... <sighs> sure, you can do that. <laughs> I don't remember what my other start... I said sit Chuba Hubbard, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who are my starts? This is really bad, guys. I'm sorry. I said start Chris Godwin and uh, and uh, Mike Evans. Okay, we have this recorded. There we go. Oof. We got it locked down. We got it locked down. Ugh, it's the busy season, man. Yeah. Oh man. Got any big plans for this week? We should go off air if we're not talking about fantasy football. I think people people deserve to just hear a little tidbit about our lives. I'm on a film set this weekend, but I have so much work Boring. To do. This isn't fantasy football. What are my, you talking about? My, my problem is that I always uh, leave my work until I realize that I don't have very much time to do it. That's true. But I also work better under pressure, so it's kind of a... yeah. And what else is going to motivate you? Nothing. Exactly. So think about it. Pressure is what motivates me. True that. I don't have a whole lot planned this week. I'm weekend. like a diamond. I think I'm just going to play catch up, honestly. I've got some work that I'm missing out on. No strict, strict deadlines, just stuff that I need to get done, you know? Yeah. And then maybe next week, I think I'm just, I feel like everybody in my classes have just been like, yeah, people don't really show up the last week, so I don't really have a whole lot planned. Because I'm in like all my like, you know, I'm in my like senior classes or whatever. Like, I don't even know if, like, my professor saying that doesn't even make me want to show up, you know? Because if they're like, I don't have anything planned because they're expecting a lot of people to ditch, it's like, one of my classes we have to like read uh, scripts because I'm a screenwriting major, of course. Um, but the professor doesn't. Um, I have like a mandatory assignment of script of of reading every week. Um, 
So some weeks, like, it's just, like, three people will have something to read, and then we leave, like, two hours early. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I love that. It just kind of feels bad, because he's like, does anyone have anything? And everyone's like... Do people even say anything, or are they just silent? Everyone's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's me. I'm like... <laughs> okay. It's time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As one more little side note, uh, trade for Tank Dell and Javante Williams and Josh Jacobs. That's it. Trade for everyone who just had a really big week and <laughs> trade away every, <laughs> trade and trade away everyone who just had a really bad week. Yeah, <laughs> do that. That's fantasy football. Uh, let's do it. Can I get one more snarl? <laughs> <laughs> I love the snarl. <laughs> I love that. All right, this has been... Stop it. It's been Good, Bad, More. This has been Good, Bad, More. This has been Ryan, the permanent guest. And this has been... (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.